It's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 588 for March 27th, 2019. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Jeff Gamut, text expander evangelist at Smile. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing great. And hearing how many episodes you've recorded, oh man, you. Yeah. This is my spin-off show. This is my know. show. <laughs> I know that that's part of the reason why I'm so impressed because yeah, th- this is your side gig. Yeah. My side gig to my side gig. Cause my full-time job is nothing. <laughs> I, okay. So that makes this a tertiary gig. I think so. I think so. Well, I want to give a big caveat out to everybody. I don't normally uh, invite people on to talk about their product. I think I've done it maybe once or twice before. I know I had the encrypt.me guy on once to talk about VPNs in general. And but this is going to be very, very specific to Text Expander because I'm I'm really intrigued about the existence of a job called evangelist. And uh so I wanted to kind of get Jeff on to talk about what that job is and and uh why it should exist and things like that. But I, I want to start with a little bit of brief discussion of you had a long and storied career all puns intended, at the Mac Observer, <laughs> and you left. I did. And the the response that I got, or the reaction that I got from so many people when I left was shock. Yeah. But I don't think people expected me to ever leave. How long were you there? I was there 13 years. Holy cow, that's 162 years in internet years, right? It is, yeah, and and uh, I looked back to figure out when I got into the whole journalism thing. So I'd been doing that for like twenty years wow. when I moved over to Smile. But you're not new to completely changing your job. Uh, you were a, a police officer at one time, is that right? At one time, that's yep. So you, you're you're good at the pivot. You've done that before, right? Yep, I I worked in uh, the printing industry for a while. Oh wow, wow! Uh, you know what you should do at some point is have Brian Chaffin on. And for those of you that don't know who he is, well, who are you, uh, Brian? He's one of the co-founders of Mac Observer, and we had this this running joke between us because it felt like every time we'd have a conversation. Brian would find out about some other career that I'd had. <laughs> so you could have him on and he'll do the whole uh, um, inventory of, of Jeff's previous careers. <laughs> and it'd be more interesting than me doing it. Yeah, he he is. But uh, it, but you're here today. Uh, I mean, I assume the reason you did finally leave was because Dave Hamilton was such a horrible boss. Is that correct? It's, I don't know how people survived. <laughs> Just, oh, that that Dave Hamilton, <laughs> you know, uh, TMO and and Mac Geek Ab are probably some of the most beloved things in the internet, at least in our uh, our Mac centric world, right? Apple centric. Yes, uh, yes, and and Dave is honestly one of the nicest, coolest guys I've ever met. He enjoys being snotty to me and then really nice to Steve. That's his. He he told me to my face that the re, only reason he hangs out with me is because he really likes Steve. <laughs> so, yeah. But I can understand that, you know, because Steve's really cool. Well, Steve is really cool. <laughs> and and I've always assumed his coolness, it, it uh, rubbed off from you. Ah, 
that's probably it. Well, anyway, I wanted to get into uh, talking about being an evangelist. So in in a short, like your elevator speech, somebody says, text expander, what's that? What would, How would you describe text expander? You know, I describe it different ways depending on who I'm talking to, because you have to you have to read your audience. Okay. Um, so, all right, Allison, you know how you have to keep typing the same things over and over oh, for yeah. uh, people that are that are asking you questions, people that need tech support from you, all of that. Put all of that in Text Expander, so instead of having to type it again and again, you just use a couple characters and type an abbreviation, and then it is just automatically spilling out of your keyboard into your email or into a into a document that you're writing, wherever you need to type. So it saves you time. It saves you... Uh, uh, um, Repetitive stress? Oh, good. I like that one. Repetitive stress. And uh, it, it helps improve accuracy because you don't have to worry about creating errors. Or typos, and uh, at least you keep them there indefinitely. Like I found out just recently that my text expander snippet for Screencast Online was missing a had a space where there shouldn't be one, and I've typed it at least four hundred fifty thousand times using text expander. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. So okay. So text expander, you put some stuff in there, the stuff that you type all the time, and you hit a snippet, and it spits out into your screen. What I don't understand about the existence of the evangelist job is why does it need to exist? People like me are already doing it for free. I mean, I don't need anybody that will go, hey, have you heard of Text Expander? You should really have Text Expander. And I, everybody I know is like that. You know, the funny thing is, I was doing it for free before they hired me. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> and yet they still hired me. Okay. Shh. Don't tell them. Right? It's okay. I I, I'm not going to let Greg or Philip know. <laughs> Our lips are sealed. This is just among friends. Exactly, exactly. Well, okay, so why why do we need to have someone at Smile that's the text expander evangelist? And what it comes down to is, while everyone else is out there already evangelizing for the product, so, someone has to be the point man. And, okay. uh, and that, that's me. Now, so I, now the original point woman was, uh, Jean McDonald. That's how I met Jean was she was at Macworld and, uh, yes. we had written back and forth a couple of times and I made a point of finding her at, on the show floor. And of course, fast friends for life now. You know, that's an awesome story. I, I will share you or share with you my meeting Jean story. There there was one year at Macworld where Paul Kent had decided that they should have at least one session for the exhibitors. So they put together this panel on how to pitch your product to the media. And so I was on the panel and they the they started off with me and they said, Hey Jeff, what is it that you went to see in a, in an email press release? And I just gave them my shopping list. If you do it, do this, this, and this, then I will read your press release. And if you don't, I probably won't because there's so many coming in that I just don't have time. Right. Like, like what your product actually is. 
I think that's something good to put in a press release that a lot of them skip. Uh-huh. That's really important. I mean, comedically so, right? I know. The the number of press releases that I saw where I I had no idea what I was just pitched was it was ridiculous. So anyhow, you know, I rattle off my my shopping list of here's what you need to do. And in the front row, there's this woman with a notepad frantically scribbling through the entire presentation. Afterwards, she gets up and just makes a beeline right over to me and oh. says, hi, my name's Jean McDonald, and I really want to meet you. Oh, wow. And she was and, writing down the pearls of wisdom from Jeff. Yes. And here's the thing. Once I, uh, once I started working at Smile and started helping with uh, a couple of the press releases, like right after I came on board, I'm reading them and I realized they're still using my formula. Oh, really? Who is? Smile? Smile. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so that, that made me feel kind of, kind of good. Um, I love it. God, I, I wish that was an instructional thing for CES and for NAB. I mean, it's just, it's so aggravating. You get these mails and it's like emails, you know, it's signed by the, the press person for their marketing firm and they don't work for the actual company. And they tell you, oh, my favorite is they tell you you're under NDA, which, uh, you know, non-disclosure agreement, which you can't be if you didn't agree to anything. And it's, but then, and there's no mm -hmm. pictures of the product, no description of the product. But it's going to change the world. Yeah. yeah. And if you haven't told me everything I need to know in that first paragraph, which so many press releases don't, right. then it's too late. And there's a lot that don't in any paragraphs, like seven paragraphs. Every once in a while, I read them just for the comedy to see if I can ever figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember you, those yeah. days. <laughs> It just, yeah, it was, it was really frustrating, which is why I didn't read a lot of press releases that came in because I could tell from the subject and that first paragraph that I wasn't going to be able to figure out what it was they were talking about. Yep. You know, there was a yeah. uh, product called D-Free at CES and I got a uh, press release on it. I understood what it was. I understood which of the, the press shows they were going to be at. I, I wrote it down. I wrote down what booth number they were going to be in. I went there, talked to the CEO, and I pointed at the at the press, the marketing person who was there and said, she's the one who got me to walk directly here. Just so you know, she's really good at what she does. <laughs> That's awesome. All you can do is positive reinforcement. So at that point, did uh, did Gene start evangelizing all over you about uh, Text Expander? That was pretty early on. So she was evangelizing to me about uh, uh, PDF Pen. Oh, okay. And and also, uh, uh, she may she may have mentioned Page Sender because that I think was still around at the time. Oh, and they had a product that did um, CD covers, disc label, disc label. Yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. what I talked to her about first. Yeah, so now that I think about it, it was probably disc label and PDF pen that she was telling me about. Interesting. So so uh back to, to Text Expander. Um mm -hmm. I've started finding that it so I, I use Text Expander a lot. I use it for really simple things like my name 
has a lot of letters in it. Alice and Sheridan. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to type that. I type NM semicolon and it spits it out. I do a mm-hmm. lot of little snippets like that. I do a lot of product names. If it's ever difficult to have, um, like trying to remember, is the B in Facebook capitalized or not capitalized? Or every time Apple comes out with a new operating system, the first thing I do is make a text expander snippet for it. Uh, you know, the M in Mac OS is not capitalized, so I got to have a text expander snippet for that. But then I go to something like um, uh, Kelly Guamat did a pitch at Macworld. I'm sorry, at MacStoc, and she in her mm-hmm. deep dive it was like she's showing me stuff. It's like boom, top of my head blowing off what text expander can do. There's so much to this that I don't use. Do you spend a lot of your time trying to teach that? Or are you still learning that part? There was a lot that I had to learn when I came on board. And like you, I considered myself a power user. And yet there were things that I didn't realize that I could do. Like, uh, the, the first one that blew me away was how did I not know about nested snippets? Oh, I think that was one of the things Kelly showed. You should have gone to Kelly's thing. I should have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, I had been working with dates, but I didn't really understand date math. Mm. And I mean, I, I, and that's funny because I actually had snippets set up already that were doing some simple date math, but it it was you know it was pretty limited. But then when I started learning what I could really do with date math, then that that just really changed everything for for dates for me. So like like date math, what kind of, what kind of stuff would you do with date math? Uh, I well. Well, one thing that I had to do back when I, in my Mac Observer days, was make sure that all of the the payment reports for, for the freelancers went out every month. And so they would get a report for the stuff they had written in the previous month. And instead of handwriting every single email, mm-hmm. I created a snippet that said, here's the report for, and then it was last month's name would show up in there. Okay, so you got to go month minus one? Basically, the oh. the date math goes at the beginning of that. So it's minus one, then the month. That's, that's essentially what it is. There's actually uh, uh, a macro element that you put in there. So you're not actually typing out minus one. Right, you're, right. You're using the, the other little date math snippet piece that goes things, in the... Yeah. Yeah. Now, for people who haven't done that before, um, like he said, you don't have to type in uh, crazy symbols to represent those variables. There's there's little buttons for those things, right? Right. Now, uh, now some people, I'm sure right now, are saying, "What? no, you guys are wrong because I know where the little percent thing starts and I have to look through all that little macro code to figure out what it's doing. And that's because you're using something prior to version 6.5 that's Ah. that's when that changed yeah so we should make a distinction there when you got uh uh text expander if you're not using the subscription service you don't have 6.5 is that correct correct so you You, you you guys still support the old one but it's it's frozen in time basically right Uh, right 
Yeah. Which, which I think is cool that it's still there for people who don't want to pay for the advance, for the tool that continues marching forward. That's kind of a, a sweet spot for that. If you want to pay to for re- continued development, you pay for continued development. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I'm totally fine with version five still being out there and version six progressing um, because that gives people a choice. Yeah. So uh, we probably shouldn't open the uh, you know subscription service versus one-time payment can of worms here, but you guys have both, so that's good. Um, yeah. yeah, so if I'm looking at a new text expander snippet, I can click on something that looks vaguely like it might be a calendar, and I see like year 2001, month January, day Monday. So I can hit year 2001, and it just put in a little like a code block looking thing that says year 2001, but that would put in the current year, I would assume. Right. And so look down at the bottom of your text expander mm-hmm. editor window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the right, you see a little button that looks sort of like an eyeball. Oh, yeah. That's what Kelly showed. That's and I discovered button. I never even know that the bottom right of a screen exists. That could be on that could be on Mars for all I for all I would have ever noticed to go look there. In fact, since it's been like eight months since I saw her show that, I totally forgot about that button. Yeah, well, there you go. Now you know again. <laughs> um, but you can use that to see what your date's going to look like. Okay. And, all right, so I'll teach you the date math thing. Okay, that'd be fun. Uh, all right, so you I have your... one and then year, and that didn't work. Nope. Here's what you want to do. Put put the cursor in front of the, the little button that says year mm-hmm. in your snippet. And if you look... Two buttons over in that little editor bar, uh-huh. you'll see what looks oh, like, like a, a calculator. calculator. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now click on that uh-huh. and you have add years, months, days, seconds, whatever. And then you also have subtract for the for the same thing. Oh. So, so now, now you can say one year and then it says year two thousand one. But if I hit the I the invisible in the bottom right hand corner eyeball. It says 2018. Uh-huh. Look at that. I didn't know about date math. Now you know about date math. So it's how are you how are you learning these things? I mean, do you just hang around people who are nuts about the product writing it and you glean it like over the lunch table? In a manner of speaking. I I I have um uh two paths that are available to me all the time. One is I have the support team that's answering all the support questions that come in mm-hmm. along with the engineers that are actually writing all this code. So I I have the people that are living under the hood of the product that can answer questions for me. And then I also have the the different resources that are on the text expander website that are available to everyone. So I was able to go through and just start reading knowledge-based documents and blog posts and, uh, and learning more and more about the product. Okay. Um, and another tool that was useful, even though it's kind of out of date is the take control of text expander book. Ah, okay. That that's actually a really good resource. I used that too. Okay. But it doesn't have the most recent stuff that's come in. Right. Okay. 
but still all of the uh the ideas apply there's just more you can do now and there's a, a refined interface is there any kind of programming interface in here i mean can you drop apple script in here or javascript or anything like that sure you can do apple script you can do javascript and you can do shell scripts Really? So uh, how would you put those in other than splatting the code in? Well, that's the easiest way to do it. Let someone else write the code and you copy and paste. <laughs> uh, but you have to change your content type. So oh. if you're looking at your text expander editor window, well, look, at that. look at the top where it says content. Uh-huh. It says plain text by default, which is normally what you want because you don't want to be overwriting formatting in right. your other apps in, in most cases right. uh, click on that and you have shell script apple script javascript huh. so switch to whichever it is cuting when you do that or what what makes that different than plopping it in as um just as plain text if you drop it in as plain text when you expand your snippet it will expand that as part of it so it'll just be more text in your snippet Okay, for for example, let's luckily, say you've... Luckily, Jeff has me on video and he saw me just cock my head going, what? <laughs> <laughs> but did you like how I tried to cover for I you? I did, I did. How you were just so in tune that you could tell I didn't follow. <laughs> <laughs> for example, let's say that you have a... Um, uh, we'll go with Apple Script. Okay. Because because you have a, a an ever so slight bias towards Apple. Absolutely. So let let's say you have an Apple script that is going to uh uh grab a document and move it somewhere else. Okay. So you create your Apple script for that. If you just copy and paste that code into Text Expander when you have the plain text uh option selected, Mm-hmm. What will happen when you expand your snippet is it will put whatever text you already had and then the text that makes up the code of the snippet. Oh, the code will also be there. Right. And it won't actually execute that code because text expander in plain text mode sees all of that as just text. So that's handy if you're uh, doing something where maybe people are asking you hey is there some code that i can use to do this thing with apple script and you've got it well now you can just do text ex- your your little snippet expand that and it just drops the code into the email that you're sending back to them yeah now if you if you do it where you've changed the content to apple script and then paste it in not only does it paste it in, but it applies all of the visual formatting that you expect to see in a code editor. Okay. Oh, it will. So, yeah. So it knows whatever text you've typed that's supposed to just appear will. And then when it gets to where the code for that Apple script is, then it will execute that code. Oh, okay. Okay. That's really, really interesting. And I, I think one of the things I'm looking for is more ways to exercise it and use it. And I think it, it's really easy to get good at the simple ones. And then there's a there's a, a another ramp you've got to get on to try to get yourself to think outside of the box of what else it can do. All right, then 
I'll, I'll toss some some ideas at you. Okay. So th- this is stuff that I do. Um, when you save your file for a show you've recorded, mm-hmm. you probably have a standardized format for that. And of course, but, that's a text expander snippet. NCF mm-hmm. semicolon. Both spit out. 2019 underscore 03 underscore 27 underscore NC or something like that. Okay, cool. That's awesome. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Let's say that, that um, you want to do it where you have a single snippet that applies for all of your shows, even though there might be something that's different in each of those names, but it will be consistently different. Like it's the date Mm -hmm. and then whatever the abbreviation or whatever it is that you're typing for Nozilla cast versus chit chat across the pond. Take that part and turn it into a pop-up in that snippet. So when you type in your abbreviation, it, pops up a new window that shows you your snippet you're about to expand with a pop-up where you choose which show it's going to be. Uh Click that and then click OK and now it's done the file name. Now that's interesting. I do something sort of like that. My introduction, believe it or not, 588 episodes in, I cannot do that without reading it. (laughs) So I have CCTP intro semicolon spits out CCATP and then it waits for me to give it the um uh the episode number and then I put in who the guest is. Okay. Uh, so you've got a couple fill in the blank a, fields. Yeah, that's fill in the blank. It's not a uh, it's not a drop down or pull down or can you do drop downs? Sure you can, but for in in that specific situation, I think your fill in the blanks are better because the episode number is going to change. And the uh, and and the guest is going to change, right? But every other week it's Bart, (laughs) so it it could be other and Bart or something like that, right? Sure, there you go, other and Bart. (laughs) So uh, I want to take you sideways into a different thing. I I didn't put this in my list of questions I was going to ask you, but uh, within Text Expander, you can create groups, and Uh there's two kinds of groups. There's your crazy groups you make up yourself, and then there's groups that you're sharing with other people. And we'll get into the second one in a minute. I have never figured out why to have groups uh, for just for myself. So I, I used to go, okay, these are my personal ones. These are my podcast ones. These are, you know, for this context. But it doesn't matter. I'm just going to type them when I'm in that context and I know them. So why do I need groups? That's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out I have an answer for you. Oh, good. Oops. Um, Also, I need to learn where my microphone is so I don't bounce off of it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Apparently, this is a new thing, having a microphone in my face. Anyhow, um, with groups, yes, you can do what, what you just described, where you have your podcast snippets and your snippets for sending stuff to family and... Uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can use that for sharing, uh, but you can also put snippets into groups and and control where you're using those snippets. Oh. So, all right. Do you have your text expander window in front of you? I do. Okay. Click on one of your groups. Okay. 
I'll click on something I hardly ever use test. How about that one? Perfect. Okay. So now you see the thing where it has the name. This is on the right now. And then it has notes where you can put in a description of whatever it is. Okay. And then look below that. Expand in. Oh. so That's now a pop-up says- menu. Yeah. So you can set it for all applications, all applications except Ooh. only specific applications, or you can disable a whole group. Disable this is a handy. whole group of applications. Mm-hmm. Wait, no applications is what it says. That's not. Yeah, so you would disable the group of snippets for use in everywhere. So it, it would be like, like not having written them. Sort of like not having written them, but if you've written them and you don't want to use them for whatever reason, and you don't want to delete them. Oh, okay. So this is like cold storage? Like cold storage. Maybe you have a group of snippets that you need for a very specific use once a year. Oh, okay. And you don't want to accidentally expand them other times. Right, right. Just disable the group. Oh, that's that's an interesting thought. I do remember I went uh, when I went to Nerdtacular. I got tired of typing the hashtag, so it was had hashtag Nerdtacular, which is a lot to type. So I made uh, an an Apple keyboard shortcut that was just Nerd, and I keep meaning to go delete that one because every time I write Nerd, it writes hashtag Nerdtacular, and that was uh, six years ago. Um, in this case, obviously, I'd probably want to get rid of it. But let's say it was a conference you went to once a year. You only want that hashtag available then. And the rest of the time, you want to be able to use that that terminology or something, maybe. Sure. And and this way, you don't have to recreate that snippet every single year. Yeah. Yeah. So in here, I see another section that I've always wondered about. Jean used to make me do these, and I never knew. I just did what she told me to do, and I didn't understand mm-hmm. why. Um, the next thing says it, it, it happens to be within this group settings. Expand when white space precedes abbreviation. What does that mean? Okay, you can control where text expander looks to see your abbreviations when you type them. And that for most people, having the set to white space precedes abbreviation is exactly what you want. Because you'll be typing something, you're done with a word, you hit space, and now you want to do your abbreviation. Right. But and, if the same uh, letters were inside of a word, you wouldn't want it to abbreviate in there. Exactly. Okay. But what if you're doing something where you actually do want it to expand in the middle of a word? Okay. Yeah. You can change it so it will do that. Okay. Well, that would that would make sense. In fact, that might be give that might give you a, a way to create different kinds of groups, as I would call this one white space groups, right? Versus or or specifically a non white space group, mm-hmm. like embedded group or something like that. Now, um, as long as we're talking about the expand when thing, we need to talk about prefixes. Oh no, that's okay. It's it's okay. Don't hurt me, Jack. I'm not going to hurt you. It's it, it's okay, Allison. We're in this together. We're in a safe space here. We're, we're in a safe space. Let let's say that you want to to have very specific control over when a snippet expands. Mm-hmm. Then you can add a prefix, 
And that means that whatever snippets that are in that group expand only when you type whatever extra thing you're going to put at the beginning. And if you don't type that extra thing, then they won't expand. So that would mean you wouldn't have to create each snippet with a prefix. Like I know a lot of them start with comma that were pre-built and stuff that people give you. And so you, but you have to put the comma in the snippet. You wouldn't have to here. You could have the, the uh, prefix B comma and then everything in that group works with that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to, to, Make it more useful for you now. Okay. Because a lot of people will be are saying, why don't you just put the comma in and call it good? What if you have a group of snippets that you only use nested inside other snippets and you never want to expand those on their own? Oh. Put a prefix in here. Mm-hmm. Now, when you put that snippet, when you nest it inside another snippet, you have to use the prefix along with the the abbreviation. Okay. To make that, expand properly. Right. And so then that way, you can save yourself from accidentally using snippets that sole purpose is to be nested inside another snippet. Uh, maybe I should have asked you early on, why do you, um, what do you use ex- uh, nested snippets for? Here's an easy one. Let's say that you have an email address that you that you use in a lot of places. So okay. it's in a lot of other snippets. But that email address may change. Oh, it's so it's like a variable. In sort of. It it's like a variable pointing to a constant. Because <laughs> Okay, it's a constant. Because yeah, yeah, there you go. So you have that email address and you make that its own snippet. Wait, and then everywhere else you, you use change. that. Hmm? It's not a constant. You said it would change. <laughs> it's a it's a very fluid constant. <laughs> okay. Now I interrupted you again. So I would I would have um Hi Jeff. Uh thanks for offering to ship me that cool new widget I saw at CES. My address is and then I would have this embedded snippet that was my address. Right. And then if you need to change that address in the future. You go and change the snippet that has Once. the address, and every place else you've used it, it's done. You don't yeah. have to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I hadn't thought about doing that. I I do need to do more complex ones. I feel I feel the need. Yeah, my guess, knowing you, once you really start working on more complex snippets. You're going to make some stuff that I'm going to sit back and look at and think, man, this is awesome. There'll be a table, a mind map about it, you know, maybe some measurements. You don't know, right? I I can't wait to see the diagram. It's going to be epic. (laughs) Before we leave this, I've I've got so many more questions. Before we leave this, there's a, uh, at the bottom of that same window uh, explaining the group. Uh, we've talked about the name and the notes and when uh, what apps to expand in. We've got things about sounds. Oh, I love having the sounds on because it drives deep bananas. Here's those sounds. That's reason enough to have the sounds there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but and then we talked about when to expand. It says include an inline search. What is that? Oh, are you using inline search? No, I don't know what that. Oh, is. Allison. All right. Type command slash. Where just in something. Just yeah, just in some man slash document. 
Oh, look at that. Keyboard shortcuts came up. Okay, so here's what makes this really cool. Wait, this is a text expander window? This is a text expander window. So if you're, if you're like saying. me, it says keyboard shortcuts at the top, and then it's got a bunch of different menus down the left side for text formatting, paragraph formatting with objects, and then on the right, a bunch of stuff. Okay. Wow. Okay. Then, then you have command slash assigned to something else. <laughs> this might because what be... you should see is, sorry, you should see a little window that has the text expander icon. And it says search snippets. All right. Let me give you another, uh, uh, little tip as long as we're here go back to the text expander app by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna drop it into our little conversation here in discord so you can see what i see i suspect the thing that shows up for me all the time is keyboard maestro it's always doing stuff i didn't know it could do so I yeah that's who that is that's what that is okay, okay no problem we can we can fix this for everyone except allison it's command slash okay. uh but for allison we'll change it so go back into the text expander app uh, and at yes. the top there's there's uh the buttons that say preferences uh-huh. and click where it says preferences. Yes. Click where it says hotkeys. Mm-hmm. Look down near the bottom, it says inline search. Oh, it says click this to set hotkey. So go ahead and click that. Okay. And you then type whatever it is that you press want. Press the hotkey you oh, press the hotkey you would okay. I'm gonna do option backslash. Okay. So now I'm go. typing somewhere. I'm going to hit option backslash backslash. I can't say backslash. Okay. So now it says search snippets in, in my menu right next to my menu bar. Right. So this takes care of the problem of trying to remember all the snippets you have. Just start typing something that you, you know, is part of your snippet. Okay. And right. you're going to get a list that pops up mm-hmm. and it'll be, it'll have little highlights for uh, every place that whatever it is that you just type for your search mm-hmm. happens to be. Okay. You can roll over the snippet in that list and, and see what it is. You can click on it and it'll just automatically do the snippet. Uh, but also you see on the, on the right, mm-hmm. there's, there's another column and it has command one, command two, command three. And that's so that since your hands are already on the keyboard, if you do for everyone else command slash for, for Allison option slash and you type whatever it is and then you see it in the list, you don't have to take your hands off the keyboard. You just type the keyboard shortcut it's showing you on the right. Ah. So so it's a dynamic list of keyboard shortcuts. Nice. Nice. I have a brain like a steel trap, so I never forget mine. Well, I'm really glad that I have command slash because I have a brain like a steel sieve. <laughs> Actually, I think in reality, my brain fills is filled with things like that, but it displaces things like people's names, where I'm supposed to be at a certain time of day. Anything Bart taught me last week in programming by stealth, it, those things, <clears throat> they just squirt out of my brain because I'm busy remembering that... Uh, uh, CCATP app means to insert by episode number. You know, but you remember the important part. <laughs> insert by ep- episode number. Right, right. I got to ask you, do you have any um, snippets that make you laugh because of what you made the abbreviation? Yes. <laughs> any you're willing to share? Nope. <laughs> I've always figured if I was in in true tech support, I would have something like 
uh, comma, you're a moron. And what, what comes out is, thank you for this, this question. We really appreciate your feedback. (laughs) 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 And that's a way to keep yourself from being crazy, right? Yes. And I have heard people do that very thing. Yeah. Yeah. You have just for sanity, if you're in that kind of job, right? Yeah, I imagine that there's a lot of people that have a, a snippet that's something like, like, you jerk, and it expands out to, thank you for your feedback, I really appreciate it, I'll get back to you later. <laughs> I think so, right, right. Hey, uh, at at MacStock, when Kelly was doing her uh, presentation, she suggested that we should have a name for that horrible, sinking, sick feeling you get when you go to expand a text expander snippet and it doesn't do anything because for some reason text expander is you accidentally quit it or it got disabled because you have a password input form ready or something like that. Do you know whether an, an official name for that sick feeling ever came out? Not yet. But now that you bring it up, I'm going to to uh, just remind Kelly that we need that word. Maybe crowdsource that. I, I think that'd be a good one to put out into the into the ether and find out what people call it, what words they say. Because you know that feeling, right? It's just like, what? I can't work without that. Well, okay, let's crowdsource it right now. Oh, Because okay. you have the best listeners, right? Absolutely. And the smartest listeners. <laughs> and the most creative listeners. So someone will have a great term for that That sensation you experience when you type uh, an abbreviation and for whatever reason nothing expands so <laughs> that's uh, where would be a good place for people to share those uh, uh oh can, twitter yeah they can tweet it to me would probably be good they can slack it to me at podfeed.com slash slack they can uh they can use at text expander that would be easy also yeah yeah that would be a good one i mean it might need some context around it if you do that but there's got to be some some good word we can come up with um back to the evangelizing part of, the actual evangelizing part of your job other than me accidentally allowing you to do your job here um are you i i'm sorry i thought you wanted me to be on today so that you could get uh personal training well that's apparently what it is right <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not not unwilling to accept that, obviously, for my question. Um, how do you, what are the occasions that you're actually brought in or or how do you reach out and, and evangelize all over people? I mean, do you volunteer to go to user groups? Do you, uh, are you going to MacStock? I mean, how does this work? I go to user groups or present remotely because... There's a lot of user groups that are out there that that I just can't easily get to. Right. Uh, right. Th- then meetups. Mm. So I do go to a lot of meetups. I go to conferences. And uh, at, at some conferences, I'm speaking. At some conferences, I'm helping with the text expander booth. So that, you know, there's there's different ways where, where I'm physically out and about okay they do let you out of colorado once in a while they do i have to get a special pass but (laughs) you know that just stands to reason what with the restraining orders and all right (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) um oh we we talked briefly about groups um well i i talked about my groups because it's all about me 
But there are groups you can download, correct? That you can go get like tidbits. You mentioned tidbits earlier. They have an autocorrect set of... Uh, they have an amazing autocorrect public group. And you can find groups like that by going to textexpander.com slash support. Ah. Which uh, uh, is actually another thing I do with my snippets. I have a, a snippet for textexpander.com and then a pop-up for the for the different paths that I oh, go to regularly. That's a good idea. So my so the first in my pop-up is just blank because that would be textexpander.com. Uh-huh. Then I have blog, support, you know, just all, all different stuff like that. So I type slash slash TT. Uh-huh. And then I just do choose from the pop-up what part of the site that I want to go to and hit return. So that's a really good idea. What I did, uh, I've got a bunch of um, extensions I created, like podfeed.com slash Slack, podfeed.com slash Facebook, podfeed.com slash Amazon. I got a whole bunch of these, and I made separate snippets for each one. Okay, well, now here's your homework, Allison. You're going to take all of those and turn them into a single snippet with a pop-up. Oh, I definitely am going to. That's a great idea. You know, what's really funny is about three weeks ago, I made one for podfeet.com. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I got, I, I've typed it so many times. It's, it just comes out, it's, you know, it's just, it's like one keystroke to me. It didn't, it, I don't, I'm not convinced it saves me any time. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, ah, with the S in there, with the HTTP and the colon and all that, you know, I should put the rest of it in there. Yeah, well, yes, you should. And now you know how. Okay, you're asking about the 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 sharing thing, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. So you can download right. these standard ones, but there's also, you can, like, like the autocorrect ones from, from Tidbits, which are great, but you can also mm-hmm. share your own. Right. So if you click on a group... Mm-hmm. then you click the share button. Then what that's going to do is take you to the textexpander.com website where you're looking at your account in, in the web interface. Hang on. And, Hang on, big boy. I'm writing right. my test and there's no share button anywhere on this page unless it's in the bottom right, which is invisible. Do you have any snippets? Can sort? Yes, I have two. I have IPv6 and podv.com slash beta for some reason. All right. So so you click on the name uh-huh. of the group. Oh, way over on the far right. Share. There it is. Okay. There you go. Share. All right. So when you click that, now you go to the text expander uh, web interface for yeah. your account. Well, look at that. I don't think I've And what you'll see <laughs> for your little test group, mm-hmm. um, you're already on the tab that says sharing. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I better explain this to you since we're right here. Okay. Um, okay. So you'll see that uh, that your name is is listed there because you're. I'm you're an admin. The, yep, you're the admin, and you can edit. I can. And then, if you scroll down a little bit, it says default permissions, and those are off. Uh, yeah, one of them says edit. Edit is checked, but admin is not. But this is for new members added to this group will have the following permissions. Okay. 
Right. Okay. So if edit is checked, that means the people you're sharing these snippets with mm-hmm. will uh, have the ability to make changes to them. If you don't want them to do that, uncheck edit. Okay. All right. And uh, and the admin part that lets people uh, invite other people to share the snippets too. Oh wow. Okay. And and then if you're part of Text Expander for Teams, which t- takes Text Expander to like a whole new level, that that's for organizations that that have uh, um, like uh, my rule of thumb is if you have eight people or more that you are working with, where you all need to have a common group of snippets for whatever you're doing, that's Text Expander for Teams, and then that scales way up to the enterprise level. Now, and you can have an administrator too, right? Isn't there um, getting mixed up? Well, okay. So text expander for teams is, uh, is for, for organizations really. Right. And if you're doing something where you're sharing, say with your family, that that's not going to be text expander for teams. Right. Okay. But I mean that, that yeah. there is such a thing as. Family, um, or did I make that up? I get I get smile and tid and uh, agile bits mixed up all the freaking time. I, I you cannot count how many times I've written to the wrong group, and they're like, "Oh, sweetie, <laughs> we love them too." But here's their email address because I get them but, You know, up. isn't that great that that uh, they don't just shut you down? Oh, so yeah. they're you always can do- real nice about it. Yeah, you can do one password for families. That's what I am thinking of. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is a little weird to think it's shared snippets in a family. Yes, all family communications must include the following prefix in all snippets. Now, I can totally see that for your family. Well, it's it, ob. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, um, yeah, the or there's an organization part that will be in here if you're using Text Expander for Teams. Okay, and so the, this is where you could share a snippet group with your organization. There will be an administrator for the entire organization that's that's uh, making sure that everyone that needs specific snippets has access to them. And uh, there's there's a lot more control over what happens with with snippets and sharing. Um, but you should see a thing that says public sharing. Yeah, I do. And this is what you would do if you want to uh, to create like your own URL link to share these snippets. So let's say you've made your own group and you just want to put the link on your web page and that's it. You could you could use this. Okay. Um, alternately, you could pick click the button that says publish in public groups, and then that. W- uh, makes it so that it can show up on textexpander.com slash support. That's all you have to do. So I could put in something really goofy, like my stupid little test file, and it would go in there. And then you would go in and delete it? <laughs> yeah, we would shut that down so fast. But only because it's you. I just thought of a great use for this. You could put in all of the names of all of the Game of Thrones characters as they're introduced with text expander snippets for them. So it's easier to type. And then share totally it to do your it. Reddit community. Yeah, totally do it, and uh, publish it to the public group so everyone can find it. There you go. 
There you go. And then, yeah, and then you can link back to it uh, in your Reddit group. Right, exactly. See? So, um, Text Expander works on Windows now. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, do, do you remember a couple years ago when uh, when the whole version 6 rollout happened? Yeah. A lot of people missed because they 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 were focused on other things like what what new features am I getting? Uh, what's changing with licensing? All of that stuff. They completely missed seeing that text expander for Windows was released. Yeah, and it it works exactly as you would expect if you've been using text expander already. Um, of course, it can't do Apple scripts in a snippet because Windows doesn't support that. Right, but if you're doing JavaScript, okay, great, you can do that, uh, and that's that's great. Also, if you are say part of an organization where you have a bunch of Mac users and Windows users, and everyone needs the same snippets, sure, sure, then you have Text Expander for Windows, Text Expander for Mac, and all of the snippet groups that are being shared just appear for everyone. It doesn't matter what platform they're on. That's fantastic. I like things when everybody can play, right? You know, I'm all about everyone getting to to share the text expander love. <laughs> well, what's the coolest thing you've ever seen someone do with text expander? What's like the most impressive blow your socks off? Wow, that was that was awesome. For some people this will probably sound incredibly mundane, but I saw someone who had a snippet that when they would type it, it created an entire legal document. And it, it was, was that for David Sparks. No, it wasn't. But David, I think, totally has these yeah. too. Uh, th- this one was for uh, an insurance company, uh, okay, medical so health company, I think. It was like a boilerplate thing. But when they would type the snippet, it uh, it opened up this window, the snippet window, mm-hmm. where they could type in the the client's name, and it had all the dates and stuff that needed to happen, and uh, and dates that related to to future stuff, like if there were deadlines coming up related to whatever needed to happen, mm-hmm. and then it had all of these sections that they could click to turn on. And then it would add different paragraphs of text. And then within each of those paragraphs, it had pop-ups where they could choose other appropriate pieces of information that related to whatever it was. So they could type this, this like five character thing and then type in someone's name and then just start clicking, clicking, clicking. And then when they've got everything, you know, a couple pop-ups, whatever, they click OK, and it's created this incredibly complex document that's done and ready to go. And is it the same as anybody else's because it has sections that are there or not there, depending on whether they selected them? Right. So, So it's appropriate for that very specific case. Yeah. So that's that's more complex than what I thought it was going to be at first. I thought it was just going to spit all the text out. Then as you described it, I thought, okay, it's got to, it's going to pause and wait for the the lawyer to type in the names and things like that. 
But the fact that it does optional sections, that starts to get like a logic thing going on that's kind of interesting. Oh, totally. Yes. And, and I've heard people to refer that. to it that way. It's like adding logic to Text Expander. Wow. Or, or conditionals. Yeah, conditionals. If, if, I, if, if this answer, then you get this other piece to come up. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is this is this is really terrific, Jeff. Um, I, I think an advanced course in Text Expander is going to be required for me because I just every time I dig into it, I think, man, there's so much more I could do to it with it. I, I, let me ask a question: What's the um, what barriers do you run into of people going, nope, not going to use it? What 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 holds them back? Uh, the uh, it's interesting because. For some people, they think they never type the same thing twice. <laughs> Aren't they cute? I know. Bless their hearts. Right. So you don't ever write your name? <laughs> and, yeah, and I do ask that. Do you write your name? Do you write your phone number? Do you write your email address? Uh-huh. And they say, well, yeah. Have you had to do that more than once? <laughs> more than three times. Okay. You're, you should be using Text Expander. Um, the, the other thing that I see come up, people will say, yes, but in Mac OS, it has its own keyboard shortcut thing. And, uh, and I can also do that in word. Right. And which is totally true. You can do small abbreviation things in Mac OS and it works system wide. Uh, or you can do the same sort of thing in Word where you just type something and it expands. What you don't get is the the rest that comes along with Text Expander. Being able to create documents, being able to 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 have uh, essentially forms that you're creating and filling out on the fly, and being able to do things like uh, like have scripts that run inside your snippets. Mm-hmm. So if, if you just want to expand words to, you know, 10 words, you know, 20 words, something like that, maybe using the uh, keyboard shortcuts is enough. Yeah, for yeah, for some people that will be plenty. And that's great because for, for them, that's there and they and they can run with it. And that's good enough. And for everyone else, there's text expander. And since since you brought up Agile Bits and one password, mm-hmm. I see the same thing there. There's Keychain built into macOS, right. which gives you password management, which is fine for someone that's just getting started or or doesn't really need anything more robust. Doesn't have to keep but, watch for uh, keep track of license keys. Doesn't need their driver's license in there. Doesn't need their their passport uh, it doesn't need to put in web servers. Uh, there's so much more than just right. Password. Doesn't need to worry about organizing all the different passwords that they're managing. Doesn't need to work with uh, with other people that have passswords. You know, like groups oh. of yeah, yeah, shared yeah. vaults and uh, shared vaults, all need, of that. Um, and th- so that's where one password comes in. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the same kind of analogy. I can see that. Uh, so what is the state of the iOS apps these days? Um, they're definitely there and and definitely being updated and maintained. And uh, all the snippets that, that you're creating, say, on your Mac or Windows machine, 
those will appear in text expander on your iPhone and iPad. Now there there are certain limitations because of the way iOS is is uh, structured. So you're not running Apple scripts in uh, sure. in in text expander on iOS. And uh, uh since it works as a as a, an on-screen keyboard like you just like any other third-party on-screen keyboard that you can get mm-hmm. uh it, that means it'll work in any app uh the the one place where it doesn't work and uh and and this is a limitation of iOS if you're using an iPad with an external keyboard iOS doesn't support the third-party keyboards what about the first party keyboard external keyboard like it, the uh, I'm sorry keyboard. any okay so so if you're using any external keyboard okay any physical keyboard any physical keyboard okay. any of the third party software keyboards that you can get will not work okay you have to use them with the on-screen virtual keyboard only okay but so you're saying you could use uh, so I, I occasionally jump in and look at it again. And I have to be honest, I haven't used it because it wasn't a pervasive thing. You had to open some other app and type in it. But you're saying that the the third party keyboard that you guys provide, you could write an email with that in Apple's mm-hmm. mail and it would work. And it would work. Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I gave you the limitation. Mm-hmm. There, There is a workaround for that. There are some apps that uh, that use the Text Expander API, and then they can import your snippets into themselves. Uh, so, an example is Ulysses, which is the 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 just the text editor app that I use on my iPad. Yeah, it can import my Text Expander database, so oh. I can use it in Ulysses beyond the uh the uh on-screen keyboard so that's a good reason to check out ulysses i keep wanting to find an excuse for it i don't need it i don't think but that's a that's a uh certainly something cool to try with that well okay here here's why i started using ulysses i needed a very reliable text editor that synchronized whatever i was typing in real time and I had been using, I, I forgot what it is now. Anyhow, I'd been using an app for years that did that so well. And then it just stopped working. Uh. And so I had to find something else. And Ulysses was the answer. So it's a, it's a simple tool. And it doesn't, the interface doesn't get in my way. But if you're doing stuff, say like Markdown or, or other code writing, it will do auto formatting for you as well. Oh. So that that's kind of nice. Uh, so, but uh, I use it just as a text editor and it, it's just a fantastic tool. Do, then uh, you also have to have, um, you have to get it out of there and into something else eventually. Yeah. Well, I have Ulysses on my iPhone, my iPad and my Mac. Okay. So it's, it's everywhere that I would use it. Right. And if, and if I want to work with it, say on my Mac in an application other than Ulysses, okay, I'll just copy and paste. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and at that point, I'm probably done with whatever I was going to do in Ulysses anyhow, so it doesn't matter that I'm copying and pasting. Sure, sure. I can see if I'm writing something long form, I would do that. The one place I just really want text expander is in mail. That's that's yeah. where I do probably, I mean, I, I do most of my writing in Mars Edit on the Mac and the rest of it is in mail on my iOS devices. That's probably the like the split of where my hands are typing. And uh, and I want well, you it know so what bad. I, what I think would be awesome is if in iOS 13, Apple addressed the issue with third-party software keyboard support, not working on external keyboards. <laughs> I, I have no insider knowledge. I'm just telling oh, you what I, was, I would love I was to see. You did, and you were wink, wink. I was wa- I was watching this video. To <sighs> no, see there's no wink, wink. <laughs> Sorry, Wait, this they, is they just me let, hoping. Speaking of comparisons to uh, Agile Bits, they did let third party password managers into the fold, right? Mm-hmm. So it could happen. It could, uh, yes, it could happen. The precedent has been set. Yeah, and with with uh, third party password manager support out there now apple's had enough time to see how that works yeah so maybe that was the the test case yeah i i'm just hoping apple.com slash feedback and let them know that you want text expander support for external keyboards i want it just embedded in the operating system is what i really want but that's just me (laughs) well that's probably what we'd have to do is is let let that hook in somehow. I'm totally guessing here. I'm not a coder. I have no idea. <laughs> well, it would be fun if you were right. Well, this has been great, Jeff. I really I really enjoyed this. I like I said, every time I talk to anybody about Text Expander who knows way more than I do, I learn way more than I knew before about how it works and what it can do for you. And uh, this has certainly been no uh, uh, no different from that. Um, so if people want to find you, give you a hard time, see drawings that you make in Starbucks, not wearing pants or whatever, where, uh, where do people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jay Gamut, both places. And G-A-M-T. if you want to learn G, yeah, so it's J G A M E T. And if you want to learn more about Text Expander or PDF Pen, you can head over to textexpander.com or smilesoftware.com. And you referenced coffee shops. Mm -hmm. I have been so busy over the last year that I have neglected my personal blog. Oh, no. But I feel like, like my life is getting into its new pace. And... I I have a list of posts that I want to write. So that that would be freshbrewedtales.com. You can watch there and uh, and hopefully soon I will have some new posts up. I go to it just for the pictures. Oh, thank you. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh this was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was everything I would hope I hoped it would be. Well, Allison, any chance that I have to get to talk with you is it is absolutely worth it. Yay. You're awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. 
You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSilla Castaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla Castaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack, or you can join our Facebook group at podfeet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed. 